You are listening to the Kudos for Families podcast with Angela Myers. Welcome everyone to Kudos for Families podcast. I am super excited today. Um, My guest for our Tuesday's Child interview is my friend Heather Norton. And welcome, Heather. How are you? Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for coming. I recently read a post that Heather wrote on Facebook that totally just got my mama's heart. She was talking about her beautiful daughter and I reached out to her and asked if she would share with us because I thought that all of you would be really interested in what she has to say about her special child. She's got lots of special children, but in in particular one that we want to talk about today. So Heather is a mom of six children. She's a dental hygienist. She lives in Bakersfield, California. She's married to the love of her life and her children are gorgeous. She's gorgeous. So I'm super excited to have her with us, but Heather, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What's going on in your life? Where have you come from? What's your story? Yeah, I'd love to share about my story. Uh, Thank you, Angela. So Angela and I met back in Huntington Beach when I lived down there and I uh, have recently, well, actually not so recently, we moved to Bakersfield about 11, 12 years ago now. And um, we moved here so that I could put my husband through school. He had lost his job when we were living in Huntington Beach and um, it made sense to have him be able to go through school where I have family who could help um, watch kids and be that support system for us. So we moved to Yeah. Yeah. Even though we love the beach and we love Huntington beach. Um, but it just made sense for us to move, but I, yeah, so I've been, uh, here and I just to kind of preface, I'm the oldest of five children. I, if you asked my parents, they would have told you that I said, I didn't want a lot of kids. (laughs) Um, but I started, then I started having kids and I'm like, love I love my babies I love babies and I love um just watching them grow up and it's been a joy for me um and so I started having kids uh and then I had I had three kids and I felt like it took me to get to three kids to where I felt like I knew what I was doing I felt like I was in a rhythm I had accepted my role and uh and so at that point, um, I was like, yeah, let's have another one. And my husband was a little bit, um, like, are you sure? I'm sure. sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just felt really good about it. I'm like, yeah, no, we can do this. We can do this. And, um, and so then, uh, anyways, nine months later, I mean, uh, we, we had our, our child Charlotte and, it was a, a very typical pregnancy. Um, I had a wonderful doctor. Uh, everything seemed great on, on the ultrasounds. We had not done any prenatal screenings and that might be something that surprises some people. Uh, but I had had a friend when I was pretty newly married who she told me that she had had some of those testings done and, and the test told her that she was going to have a child with down syndrome. And then she had the child and the baby was no down syndrome. She was worried the whole time because of the testing. So you were trying to kind of avoid that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was, I'm the kind of person who overanalyzes and thinks about things so much. And I worried that 
finding out something that wasn't a hundred percent true would cause me to be very stressed. And, um, so that's why I thought, you know, if there is something I will learn about it at the birth and um, go from there. Um, so that's, that's just, and I knew I wasn't going to abort the child if there was anything wrong. And so I, we, I made that choice to not have that genetic testing done. Mm -hmm. And, um, so anyways, I have the baby, um, and everyone kind of in the room got a little bit, I'm looking back, everyone sort of, everyone knew, but me and my, my mom was in there and, but they didn't tell me anything. Um, so, and so they let me have my moments with the baby. She was born around midnight and got that special time with her. And then the next day when the pediatrician came in, she, uh, came in and, and started evaluating uh, little Charlotte. And she told me that she thought she had Down syndrome. And that was news to me because no one had told me. I didn't recognize it just in her facial features. They let you go that long without knowing. Yeah, well, they, right? Like it, it had been this long night and I got my time with her and then kind of went to bed for a while. and um, and then the pediatrician didn't come in until yeah about lunchtime the next day. What were you thinking when the pediatrician told you that? Uh, uh, a lot of thoughts. It was not something that I expected in any way. I never expected to have a child with special needs. I didn't have any family members who had had children with special needs. I, to my knowledge anyways, and or if they, they were, they were maybe like really distant relatives. Uh, so I, I felt very much like I didn't know what, I was just in shock wow. and didn't understand what that would mean. Um, when I thought of special needs children, I would think of maybe the kids who would be at, when I was going to school, the people who were in the other class. It's more obvious special needs, like my daughter in the wheelchair, think of special needs like that or the other classroom where all the kids are with special needs it's just removed from your own life kind of yes yeah so that was basically my only experience and I always felt like they were very uh I mean I didn't have a lot of contact with the special needs children I guess is what I'm saying in my own upbringing and going to school nope. something I didn't know a lot about and it made me it made me sad. I mean, to think about my child not maybe being able to speak or being able to have maybe live a long life or be able to drive or even little things like be able to go to prom. I had expected to have a typical child. And when I found that out, it was very hard for me to come to terms with all the things that that could mean. And, you know, there's all kinds of different ranges of children with Down syndrome, there's high functioning and there's some that speak well and there's some that don't speak at all. So um, that was also sort of going through my mind because they would tell me that, um, like, well, what, what does that mean for Charlotte? Is she going to be able to speak? Is she going to be able to hold a job someday? Will she always live with us? You know, I kind of felt that with my daughter. I just wanted people to celebrate her 
I knew there were going to be issues with her, but I didn't want anybody to look at her as the special child. So we just kind of said, okay, as she develops or doesn't develop, people start to know and they would start to ask questions and I never knew what to say. Cause I would just say the doctors don't know. I don't know. We just have to wait and see how she unfolds, what her life becomes. So I can totally understand where you're sitting there thinking, I don't know. I really don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. People would ask questions and then there would be the people who maybe they had a cousin with Down syndrome or maybe they, they knew somebody that they felt like oh, well, I know somebody who did this and this, and, and they would share their experience. And um, that was helpful. Uh, some of the things that were helpful right away, uh, my, my family had contacted a couple of families who were in our um, church and told them about Charlotte's diagnosis. And they um, texted me and they said they'd love to set up a time that they could call and and even visit in person. And so that to me, I was, I was so excited to be able to talk. So Heather, when you were going through all of this, I'm sure it was kind of overwhelming. You weren't sure what to do, what was going to be in your future or your daughter's future or your family's future. So what kind of support were you looking for at that time? Did you have a lot of support? Um, were there people there? I'm sure you were like searching on the internet, finding out everything that you could about Charlotte and her diagnosis? Yes, definitely looking on the internet a lot, looking for things that information um, about just what it meant to have a child with Down syndrome. And um, I will say that looking things up on the internet and like Wikipedia um, can be a little disconcerting. <laughs> Absolutely. Overwhelming. And you're sitting there, is this accurate information? And like you were saying, sometimes you overanalyze things. I think I do too. So I think the internet might not be so helpful in some ways, but it's a good source for some things. Yes, uh, definitely. And it just talks about things very matter of fact and almost like only pointing out the negative things about it. Oh. And so that's why um, it was it was very heartbreaking to me as a mother learning about all the things that she probably wouldn't be able to do that I thought she'd easily be able to do. And uh, so one of the things that helped right away for me was being able to talk to other parents who had children with Down syndrome. And my parents had reached out to a couple of families in that were that they knew through our church and contacted them. They let them know about Charlotte being born and they said that they would love to call me and set up a visit with me. And wow. Yeah. And so they texted me right away and it was such a wonderful thing for me at the time to be able to just have that immediate support and somebody rooting for me and congratulating me. And, and I remember one of the first things that my friend Shauna said was, you probably think this is the worst thing that could have happened to you, but I want to tell you that it's a wonderful thing that has happened. And, um, and I'm here to, you know, talk you through it. And, and I'd love to chat. And so she called me, I think the next day, cause they were on vacation and it was 
it was so nice to be able to ask her whatever questions mm-hmm. I had or my husband had and what her experience was. I'm sure. And I, I think all of a sudden when you have a special needs child, you all of a sudden belong to a club you hardly even knew existed as a parent of a child with that particular diagnosis. And so to have that support is huge. And sometimes talking with someone who's on the other side of what we're just now facing can be so helpful because like you said, that person, that friend, the new friend you were talking to, she was seeing it as this huge blessing and you're sitting there going, Oh my gosh, this is the hardest thing I've ever dealt with. And yet here's someone, a mother with a child similar to yours is saying, this child's going to bring you joy. This is a blessing. This is a wonderful thing. And it kind of helps you reframe it and go, okay, I can calm down. Uh, we'll, we'll survive. We're going to figure this out. And they've got people we can ask questions to. I think that's huge. The support of other parents has meant a lot to me in my life with my kids, with their different diagnoses and just knowing there's someone that I can talk to that really understands because they've been where I am now. And it's just huge. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so I really appreciated your post on Facebook. Can you share with our listeners what you said in that post and the journey over these last seven years? Can you kind of take us through that? How that's been, where, where you've been as a person and as a mother and coming to grips with that diagnosis? Because as you said, there is some grieving too. I remember crying in the hospital when my daughter, when we first met her, she's adopted. And I remember they kicked us out during the one hour when the nurses exchanged. And I remember being in the little chapel at the hospital because I didn't know where else to go. And I remember just thinking about her and what the doctors had said, what might be possible or not possible in her future. And I just sat there and I wept because I remember thinking, same thing you're thinking, will she ever go to prom? Will she ever walk? Will she ever talk? Because they told us she might not. And she doesn't. But um, you have to grieve those things for the child that you just had because that child, you had so many hopes and dreams, and now you're not sure. It's a different course. You're in a different, completely different place than you thought you were. So how did you deal with that? What were your feelings at first? How did you work through those? Uh, Yeah, so that's, yes, that's exactly, I mean, what you just said really was speaking to my heart. Um, It was, it was at first just a lot of, Well, I'll be honest at first, I was kind of in denial um, because there, she was just going off of the physical characteristics and some of the characteristics are not necessarily um, like, for example, um, on our hands, right? Like people with Down syndrome, typically not all of them, but a lot of them will just have one fold on their hands right here on the inside of the palm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, interesting. And Charlotte did have that, but, um, there were some people who don't have down syndrome that have that also. And, um, there were also some other things like, um, the almond shaped eyes that are a little bit upturned. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, well, my eyes are pretty almond shaped. <laughs> have that upturn. So it's just, that's just, she got my genes. And, yes, um, there was a lot of me just not really accepting it. And, and I wanted to see it in a, in a blood test. And that was going to let me know that it was a for sure thing. So there was a lot of 
being in denial and saying, well, it might not, it might not be. But I remember the doctor said like, no, you, you need to accept this now, even though you don't have the blood test now. Wow. Wow. And, um, and so I, I did, I did start to just, um, hold on to those words. Like I needed to accept it now, but I think there was part of me that just waited and waited until the blood test came back. Um, to really accept it. But I definitely, that's one of the things that I did. I just was, I didn't want my life to change. Um, I didn't want everything to be different. Um, I, because there were some people when they found out, they said, your life will never be the same. <laughs> um, and that's that true, was, isn't it? That's so true. Yeah. But I don't think anyone wants to hear that. Um, and, uh, and so it was, it took me a lot of tears and a lot of thinking and a lot of, um, consulting with others before I could continue on. It was a very difficult time, definitely for me. Um, (laughs) I just, I wanted to be able to, you want to be able to fix it. You want to be able to have a way to make it better. And, uh, there, there is, there isn't, you have to just accept it. There is no cure for down syndrome. And, um, it was definitely a, a process for me that took a long, a long time. <laughs> Cause I remember my husband saying, okay, you finally got a girl. Cause we'd adopted three boys. <clears throat> and I remember him asking me, is it really hard now that you have your daughter that she can't do things with you, that there's so many you know, you're having to learn sign language. There's a lot she can't do with you. And I remember thinking, you know, it's been really hard, but I never think of it like that. I love her so much and we do things together. We have a good time. We're, we're really, really like best friends. Um, but I did have to kind of grieve that too, that she wasn't going to be able to go shopping with me in the same way or whatever. So, um, you do come to accept it. And I think, I think I've realized that when you have love for this beautiful child of yours, nothing else matters. Their problems don't matter. People have said to me, um, how can you take these children with issues? And I'm I'm like, well, because they're my child. If you have a child that's sick, you take care of the child. You don't not love the child. You love the child with all your heart because they're your child and their differences or their special needs don't change the way you love them. It doesn't matter. They kind of become secondary to your love for the child, I think. So Heather, it's probably about time for us to wrap up, but before we go, can you tell, what would you say to another mom who finds herself in the same situation you were in seven years ago when you first met Charlotte? I would say give yourself grace. If you're not accepting yet, or if you're struggling, just give yourself grace and time. Um, I, I, the post that Angela found me and wanted to have me do this interview, I just talked about how I was impatient with myself and I wanted myself to be more accepting and loving towards my child. Um, but I wasn't there yet. And I just kept going and I just kept trying and I just kept caring for her and doing the best I could. Um, and, and for me, I want to say to any mothers going through this, just 
be patient, be patient in the process. It's, it's definitely a process. It's not something that you can just like say a prayer and then the next day you're going to feel amazing. It's, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a process. And um, I know that you can do it. That's what I would say. And you might be thinking it is going to be this hardship and this terrible thing, but you never know what amazing things lie ahead of you. And I really feel that overcoming challenges and going through difficulties, they only make you a better person. I mean, yes, like you can have a hardship break you. You can choose to let that hardship break you and make you bitter. And But you also can have a hard thing come into your life and it makes you much better, a much better person than you were before. That is so, so true. All of our hardships, when we come out the other side, we, we can see them as a blessing. But when we're looking at the front of that brick wall and that hardship in front of us, it can seem so hard. And that's why I love that you've shared this with us today, because other moms out there are going through the similar, the same kinds of things that you have. And I think we need to connect with each other. We need to say, Hey, this is hard for me. How did you do it? How are you, you know, how are you handling this? So if moms and dads want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you or to find out more about you and to maybe get support from you? Yeah, I am friend me on Facebook. It, my name is just Heather Norton on there. No middle name. Um, I am also on Instagram. If you type in Heather Norton on Instagram, my Instagram um, will pop up and it's um, at never enough nails by Heather. And I also have a YouTube channel that I'm going to be um, doing more on. I've done some content on there, but I would love to do more. Uh, And so, yes, find, find people like me, find me, or if you know somebody else, I mean, don't, don't hesitate to contact them and share with them your, your thoughts and your feelings, uh, because it is going to help you so much. Absolutely. And I, I I feel like so many people who've gone through similar situations are willing to help others in the same situation. And Heather is willing and wants to help people. So definitely connect up with her. Thank you so much, Heather, for being with us today and for sharing things from your heart. I am so touched by you, so touched by your story and your beautiful Charlotte. I just think it's amazing what you have done, what you've come through. Thank you for being willing to share that with us today. You're awesome. Thank you, Angela. Bye, everyone. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast and want more of what Kudos for Families has to offer, check out our website at kudosforfamilies.com.